0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to our Mac tax talk on tax scams. We've all gotten those phone calls from the IRS claiming that something terrible would happen if we didn't take action now. But what's that all about? We chose this topic because it is relevant and that it affects or has affected almost everybody and constitutes a large amount of monetary losses for a lot of people. We are excited to discuss this topic and dive into what tax scams are, why they happen, and even how to prevent them from affecting you. Our names are Grace Mitchell, Mary-Kate Pear, Carrie Holt, and Alice Bailey. To begin, we're going to start with a broad overview of tax scams, and then we will get more into some of the details.
1: Okay, so let's get started. Alice, what is a tax scam?
0: So, tax scams are ways that scammers can trick people into giving them money, personal information, or both. This can be done through email, regular mail, websites, social media, and even over the phone, and scammers attack both individuals and businesses. Typically, scammers try to appear to be legitimate because of the language they use and valid personal information that they might include. The point of sounding legitimate is so that the victim feels pressured to provide information or money to the scammer in order to resolve whatever issue that the scammer made up.
2: So why do people feel pressured to provide that
0: information or money for tax scammers? Great question. If you've never been affected by a tax scam, it might be hard to understand why it is so easy for scammers to get information. Sometimes, usually the requests are posed as messages from the IRS, from your bank, or from an important banking or business institution that sounds real. Many times, you have an institution with the you have a relationship with the institution that the scammer is posing as, which therefore makes it seem legitimate. The scammers also usually make it sound like some kind of emergency, which can induce panic and prompt someone to immediately give information if they aren't thinking about it. Personally, I've received a tax scam call from someone claiming to be part of my bank and saying that there had been some kind of scam. They asked me to provide my bank account information so that they could resolve said issue. Thankfully, I knew that tax scams were real and therefore was able to hang up and realize that it was a fake call. Unfortunately, not everyone has the same experience and many people have lost a lot of money to scammers. We'll get more into this later.
3: So you mentioned that the IRS is often who the scammers pose as, why? The
0: IRS is used often because it's well known, affects basically everyone, and can be somewhat fear inducing for a lot of people. Like I mentioned, scammers typically want to induce panic because that will prompt someone to immediately want to give information to prevent something from happening, from happening or even receive something like a tax, a fake tax refund. Some of the IRS scams that are used include phone scams, email scams, social security scams, and the use of fear tactics. And almost all of them will have official sounding language. Many people do not know that the IRS will not discuss tax account information via email, nor will they send unsolicited emails or texts to taxpayers. Therefore, some are prompted to provide this information, which can result in large losses and unfortunate circumstances for individuals and for businesses.
1: So how can you tell if your IRS letter is real?
2: As we've mentioned before, some of the sneakiest IRS scams include fear tactics, phone scams, email, and social <laughs> scams. Usually, it's easy to determine if an IRS letter is real or fake based on the content of the letter. The IRS contacts taxpayers for a few specific reasons. If you have a balance due, you are due a large a larger or small refund if they have a question about your tax return, if they need to verify your identity, if they need additional information from you, or if you've changed your tax return, and if they are notifying you of delays in processing your return. There are two types of fake scams regarding the IRS, some of which, you, some of which claim you are owed money and those that claim that you owe money. Let me give you an example of a common type of scam used to trick taxpayers into thinking they are owed money. Some taxpayers receive a letter that says something like, congratulations, after reviewing your tax return, the IRS has decided to grant you a special tax return of $1,000. Please mail your bank account information to the address below so we can deposit your tax return. The most important thing to realize about the correspondence from the IRS is that they do not grant gift money. It's important to remember that the IRS is tax tasked with collecting money, not giving it away. The only time you should receive money from the IRS is when you get your tax return or refunds that may be a result of your tax return being amended. The IRS will already have your address on file from when you completed your tax return and will automatically mail these to you. Remember that when you fill out your tax return, there is a direct deposit option in case you were owed a refund so they won't have to ask for your bank account information. The other type of common scam trick or I should say scares taxpayers into believing they owe money to the IRS. Imagine reading, attention taxpayer, you owe $2,000 in taxes to the IRS. If you don't pay this amount immediately, you may be subject to tax penalties or imprisonment. Please make the payment to the address below. We only accept electronic payments. Firstly, tax notices will never directly threaten imprisonment, especially initially. The IRS will give you multiple notifications of outstanding amounts owed. If you actually do owe taxes and do not pay them, penalties and interest will keep accruing. After the IRS feels it has exhausted all options with you, then they may pursue legal legal action against you for tax evasion. Secondly, the IRS never demands only one form of payment. The IRS will always give you payment options. Fraudsters prefer electronic payments because checks can be easily invalidated when given to someone other than who's denoted. Lastly, remember that the IRS is a very detail-oriented agency. Each letter should come with very specific instructions on how to respond to its queries. The letter will usually have bullet points that detail each instruction. Some letter may clearly state that there is no need to reply. If the content of the IRS letter seems rushed or vague, it's likely that it could be a
0: fake IRS letter. So who are the scammers' favorite targets?
2: Recently, there was a study in the United States... um, counties, which showed the counties that are most susceptible to fake IRS scams and shows that many of the largest and most dense counties in the US are most affected, but it also shows that some smaller counties stand out as well. When researchers looked deeper, they noticed that all of the counties had one thing in common, a larger percentage of the population consisted of foreign born citizens. Adding to their theory that foreign born citizens are the preferred targets of scammers, a call was recorded by a scammer where they specifically asked whether the intended victim was born and brought up in the United States. Some of the highest counties, including New York and California, have foreign born population percentages as high as 35%. The researchers were able to conclude that the scammers are following a pattern of targeting immigrant dense areas of the country. It's helpful to remember that if you live in an area with a large immigrant population, be careful when you get calls from unknown numbers.
3: So what's the worst IRS tax scam anyways?
2: Glad you asked. So in 2015, fake IRS agents have targeted more than 366,000 people with harassing phone calls, demanding payments, and threatening jail as part of a huge nationwide tax scam. More than 3,000 3, people fell for the fake phone calls and were duped out of a total of 15.5 million. People in every state were targeted. And the number of complaints the IRS received about this scam made it the largest, most pervasive and impersonation scam in the history of the IRS. The scam was so widespread that investigators believed that there was more than one group of perpetrators, including some overseas. So far, two people in Florida have been arrested. They were accused of being part of a scam that involved people in call centers in India contacting U.S. taxpayers and pretending to be IRS agents. In this particular scam, fake IRS agents called taxpayers claiming they owed taxes and demanding payment using a prepaid debit card or a wire transfer. Those who refused were threatened with arrest, deportation, or loss of a business or driver's license. It was even speculated that the callers might even know the last four digits of the taxpayer's social security number.
3: So how many people really fall for it, though? So according to the Better Business Bureau 2017 annual scam tracker report, the IRS is actually the top legitimate organization that gets used in scams, with over 2,000 scams mentioning it in 2017 alone. Since 2013, more than $63 million has been stolen from approximately 13,000 taxpayers, according to the IRS. This makes the IRS scam the most successful identity theft scam.
1: What are some common examples and how would I learn about them?
3: So the IRS releases common scams on their website and has a special section for tax scams and consumer alerts on their websites. Some scams include those related to natural disasters, specifically in the wake of Hurricane Florence, the IRS is reminding taxpayers that criminals and scammers try to take advantage of the generosity of taxpayers who want to help victims of major disasters. The fraudulent schemes normally start with unsolicited contact by telephone, social media, email, or in-person using a variety of tactics. Some impersonate charities to get money or private information from well-intentioned taxpayers. Bogus websites use the name of a similar legitimate charity in order to trick people to send money or provide their personal financial information. Some even claim to be working for on a or on behalf of the IRS to help victims file casualty loss claims and get their tax refunds. Some recent examples of calls include the following. In the latest twist of a scam related to social security numbers, scammers claim to be able to suspend or cancel the victim's social security number. It's another attempt by con artists to frighten people into returning their robocall voicemails. Some other examples include... You need to pay a small fee to get your stimulus check. There's no fees required to receive your American stimulus check. Another one includes, we're calling from the FDIC and we, in- we need your bank information. The FDIC ensures bank deposits so that consumers won't lose all of their money if a bank fails, but it doesn't send unsolicited correspondents asking for money or personal information or any of that. Scammers claiming to be the FDIC are hunting for any information that they can use to commit fraud or sell identities. Another one includes, if you don't call us back, you'll be arrested. Criminals can make a caller ID look like it's coming from anywhere, including the IRS, the local police, or some other intimidating source. But the IRS doesn't leave pre-recorded voicemails, especially the ones that claim to be urgent or threatening, and the the IRS can't revoke your driver's license, business license, Or immigration status. But does anyone even answer these calls anymore? So in the wake of calls not being quite as popular, since we all have the alerts that pop up now whenever you get an unidentified call, potential scam alert. So there's also scams that involve emails. Some of these include click here to see some details about your tax refund, and then you would enter in your personal information and they would be able to track your refund. Another includes you owe the federal student tax. This tax doesn't even exist, but people just don't know that. Well, at least all of that stuff only really affects individuals. They don't just target individuals though, actually. One example is soliciting Form W-2s and the information from payroll and human resource professionals. And then there are also scams that target tax professionals. The IRS annually releases what they call the Dirty Dozen, and it's a list of the 12 most common income tax scams each year. This year, the list includes phishing, fake charities, threatening impersonator phone calls, social media scams, EIP, the economic impact payments, senior fraud, scams targeting non-English speakers, unscrupulous return preparers, and offer in compromise mills which I wasn't familiar with. So taxpayers need to be wary of misleading tax debt resolution companies that can exaggerate chances to settle their debts for pennies on the dollar through an offer in compromise. These scams are commonly called OIC mills, which cast a wide net for taxpayers, charge them pricey fees, and turn out applications for a program that they're unlikely to qualify for. Although the OIC program actually helps thousands of taxpayers each year reduce their debt, not everyone qualifies for OIC. In fiscal year 19, there were 54,000 OIC claims submitted to the IRS, but they only accepted 18,000 of them. Another example is fake payments with repayment demands, payroll and HR scams, and ransomware. So what are
0: some things that you can do to avoid tax scams and fraud?
1: You can train yourself to be able to spot imposters. Scammers often pretend pretend to be someone you know or trust, could be like a family member or a local charity, even one that you may have given to. Um, It could also be a government official or a company that you do business with. To be safe, just never send money or give out your personal information in response to an unexpected request, no matter if it's a phone call, text, or email. So how can you find out what some of the biggest scams are? You can find out by doing an online search. If you get a phone call or an email, check online to see if there's a search for a complaint or scam associated with that business. It might be possible to search for the phone number to see if other people have reported that number as a scam. Lately, people have been receiving phone calls from phone numbers that are familiar with. Don't always believe your caller ID. You can always hang up on the number and call back if you feel like it's a suspicious call. A lot of scammers ask for money. Can you talk more about ways to watch out for that? Sure. Never pay up front for a promise. Always be alert if someone asks you to pay for something like taxes or fees. You will likely never see that money again. It is good to know that government offices and honest companies will not require you to pay by wiring money. Scammers often use this as the form of payment because it's nearly impossible for the victim to get their money back. Also, never deposit a check and wire money back. Uncovering a fake check can take weeks, and if, you, and if your deposit turns out to be fake, you are the one responsible for paying the bank back, which is obviously not good, especially if it's a large amount of money. Some other things to remember are to just always hang up on robocalls and report it to the FTC, because those calls are illegal and the products are fake. Never press one to speak to a person or to be taken off that list. Always try to be skeptical about free trial offers. Some companies use free trials to get you to sign up for products but end up billing you after that trial ends. Always make sure to see if that company has a cancellation policy. So is there any way to get updates about new scams? Yes, you can sign up for free scam alerts from the FTC at ftc.gov slash scams. They will send you advice about scams and what you can do to avoid them. So we hope that you have learned a little more about
0: tax scams, why they happen, and how to prevent them. As a young adult, it is so important to understand them so that you can stop them before they affect you and your life, and you can even help other people if they feel they're at risk or have been attacked by a scammer. Thanks for listening. Please reach out with any questions and have a great and scam-free rest of your day.